This episode of Market Foolery is brought to you by TD Ameritrade. TD Ameritrade is reinventing how you invest. Whether you want to place a trade on Facebook Messenger or get market news from your smart speaker, TD Ameritrade has everything you need to invest on your terms. See what's new at tdameritrade.com innovation. It's Thursday, August 16th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Matt Greer, and joining me in studio, we have Motley Fool analysts Andy Cross and Ron Gross. Gentlemen, welcome. How you feeling? Mac, how you doing? I feel good. I'm good. I, I got a new haircut. Nice. You look good. It, it's a, what, what do you mean by new haircut? Yeah. Well, my, my wife cuts my hair, and so as of this morning, it's really? new. Really? Yeah. She, your wife, how long has this been going on? Uh, for a couple years, since we got um, this haircutting kit at a, re- at a retailer that I will not mention, because I mention it too much, but she cuts my hair, and it's it's awesome. It is a retail uh, podcast, so maybe we'll talk a little bit yeah, about it. Yeah, Let's maybe. It well, it is a retail podcast. We're going to talk about some JCPenney Woof. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to been tr- woofing for a while. I know. Man. Well, I, I'm gonna ask you guys to save JCPenney, but that's later in the show. Yeah. We'll also talk about chi- China's second largest online retailer, not the first largest. Clearly that would be not. Alibaba. Yeah. Clearly not, not even close to not even right, close. Right. We're gonna talk about the second largest. But guys, let's begin with blowout earnings from Walmart. Shares up almost 10 percent at the time of our taping. Ron. Strongest same-store sales growth in a decade, and U.S. e-commerce up 40%. That sounds good to me. Yeah. What more do you need to know? I mean, these are strong numbers. Comp sales up 4.5%, total revenue up almost 4%. As you said, e-commerce up 40%. Very, very important there. Um, the company certainly helped by strong unemployment in the in the country, the tax cuts um, that people are benefiting from. Um, people have extra disposable income. Um, it's flowing through to Walmart. Four straight years of U.S. growth. Um, listener, long-time listeners will will remember. You know, it doesn't seem like four years ago, but how we used to talk about how horrible the U.S. business was, and and if Walmart didn't get get it together, this was going to be really, really, um, you know, devastating. And you know, to their credit, they turned around. Now. Not everything is peaches and cream because these good numbers do have a cost, and the cost is in um, kind of margins that are under pressure, and that's because they have to spend heavily. They're investing heavily online to compete with you know Amazon, who else, and others. But Amazon, um, there's a constant price war going on, so you have lowering of prices, you have increased commodity, increased transportation costs, so you actually have margin pressure. You see operating income actually declining, even though this is yes a very strong report. Such a buzzkill. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just I'm an analyst, at, not a cheerleader, my actually, friend. It's a really good point because the investments they're making are just so substantial. I mean, you just look at the partnerships they're making. We'll talk maybe a little bit about the JD.com. They went out and bought Flip. They're buying Flipkart, which is India's e-commerce business. Um, they're they're making invest. They bought is it Bonobos? Uh, Bonobos? Bonobos. Bonobos. They yes. bought Bonobos uh, uh, last year for three hundred million dollars. So when you look at all of those investments that they're making, and just think about the Ron mentioned the comp store growth. Traffic was up two point two percent. It was up one point three percent this time last year. Ticket Mac pricing it was up two point three percent versus 05 percent last year. So it's not just the traffic which is as is actually making um, uh, progress, but they are actually now seeing a little bit of pricing into their business, which is fantastic. Okay, Ron, you mentioned Amazon earlier, so I've got to bring it to the stock level because we are a show for investors. Mm. So. It, it, it appears clear that there is room for both Amazon and Walmart, the businesses. The question is, over the next five to ten years, can both of those stocks beat mar- be market-beating stocks, 
or ultimately is 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 it a zero sum game? You hmm. think that's interesting. So Walmart is not a market beating stock over the last five years. It's 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 done fine, but you would have been better off in an index fund, quite frankly. Um, but to their credit, as we said, they did turn things around. Um, they're now trading at around 19 or 20 times forward earnings in a market that's only 17 or 18 times. So you're paying a premium to the market to own Walmart. I don't think that bodes well from a market beating perspective. Now Amazon's a whole other thing because they've got so many things going on, and they can you know pull all different levers and turn up the profitability and turn down the profitability and and go in so many different places. Whether whether it's the cloud or whether it's whether it's online retail. Um, so I I believe Amazon. Can be a market beater where I think Walmart may be a bit of a struggle. Yeah, I'll echo that. I think um, you know you have a nice business that's a two hundred and seventy billion dollar market cap. You know they they might be able to get five dollars in earnings per share next year. Uh, the profit picture is going to be a little bit tight. Um, frankly, I think Home Depot is a much better buy, and I would I own that Home Depot, and I would still buy that today. Okay, guys. Well, let's keep it on retail. It's not all sunshine and rainbows, unfortunately. <laughs> Shares of JCPenney down more than 20% on earnings, greater than expected losses, weaker than expected revenue. Can anything save JCPenney? You know, we, we don't always get it right on, on this show and then on Motley Fool Money, but this is one we've been talking about for quite some time about how it's really a struggle. And, you know, we commonly say, does the world need JCPenney? And, and we often answer with, with a no, um, because there's just so much competition out there, so many department stores, so many other types of, of retail channels that you can purchase similar items in, and they just haven't done a good job. Um, once again, they had to come out and lower their full year uh, earnings. Outlook earnings is, is a euphemism. Um, they're actually losing money at the moment, um, and you know, they, they, kudos to them for closing stores. Sometimes these retailers do overexpand, and the footprint gets too large. And you know, they they did close around 140 stores or so, and and that's one of the reasons that you saw net sales fall seven and a half percent when same store sales were actually up slightly. So they had a smaller store base, which which naturally leads to lower revenues overall. Um, they still have 860 stores left um, at last count. That, that's still a lot of JC Pennies out there. Probably too many. They don't have a CEO right now. They've got a, a four-person executive committee kind of running the show. They, if they're gonna kind of turn this, they need some strong. I think a merchant to come in and write the ship. So I want to ask you about something that the CFO said. The CFO said that J.C. Penney has changed its approach to inventory management from quote buying to store capacity to buying and chasing into demonstrated sales trends, end quote. Okay, so it sounds like they're trying to play the fast fashion game. And when I see the phrase buying and chasing, I don't know. It's hard to get right, is the problem. H&M, right? It's so totally. hard to get right. They're renewing their focus on women, particularly middle-aged moms, as they say. Um, and they're going to try to be nimble. Being nimble at a department yeah. store level is is trouble. I mean, the market cap of this company is less than $600 million. I mean, Walmart does, you know, in one day, they do more than a billion dollars in sales. So, like, uh, that, it, Walmart's got it all going right, and JCPenney has it all going wrong right now. So, Andy Cross, is there any hope? or? At this point with JCPenney, is it more about just a graceful exit? Yeah, I think it's about a graceful exit. 
Okay, guys. Well, before we get to our last story, I want to mention again that this episode of Market Foolery is brought to you by TD Ameritrade. You're always on the cutting edge of technology, and TD Ameritrade prides itself on being ahead of the curve, too. Their latest innovations put their resources and services on the popular platforms you carry and use every day. Now, all you have to do is enable the TD Ameritrade skill for Amazon Alexa or message them on Facebook to stay on top of the markets. Learn more about their commitment to innovation at tdameritrade.com slash innovation. Okay, guys, and for our final story, we are going to China. Now, shares of JD.com opened down on Thursday on weaker-than-expected revenues, but then, Andy, right before the show starts, I checked the stock, and it's up slightly. I should mention that JD.com is China's second-largest e-commerce company, second to Alibaba, which is around 10 times bigger <laughs> 10 in times, times of market so. cap, but you know who's counting. Yeah. So, Andy, what about JD.com? Well, um, yeah, right. It is a second compared to that you know, mammoth, amazing company, but it's still a $50 billion market cap, so it's not like you know, chump change, uh, Mac. Uh, it's got $7 billion in cash, $4 billion in debt. Sales growth for the quarter were was up 31%. Now that was the weakest quarter in a long time for JD.com. So I think your original action that you saw on the market, Mac, was people being concerned that the growth rates have slowed, um, and and that is the case. Uh, but for them, it's the same thing that we're seeing with the other retailers who are doing well, and that is investments they're making. Their R&D expenses were up 80%. This uh, for the, for the quarter, so they continue to make investments into their e-commerce platform. Logistics is a big thing. They have more than 500 warehouses across China. They're adding more to the logistics. Something called retail as a service or RAS. Maybe you're familiar with SaaS software as a service. They're going for retail as a service, logistics. Um, they're spending money into technology. AI. They have some big partners too, Mac, including Walmart, who owns north of 10% of it. Tencent, another giant giant, giant company, owns more than 18%. And the founder, Richard Lee, owns 17%. So, some big investors in behind this, um, this e-commerce giant. Yeah, if it's something for investors to be wary of. You have slowing growth and increased spending. That tell me more. That can translate <laughs> into a double whammy of badness. However, it also you know if you spend correctly, you can rejuvenate growth at some point, um, and and perhaps you know live to fight another day in terms of the growth rate picking up again. Um, these growth rates are fine. Um, I mean, 30% increase in revenue is nothing to sneeze at. But the question is, what are you going to pay for that? And if the growth is decelerating, you better be careful what you pay for decelerating growth. So I want to talk a bit more about that because when we pull back here and we look at this dynamic, they are the second biggest e-commerce player. But as Andy, as you mentioned, you know they're a tenth the size. They're they're 50 billion dollar market cap, so certainly not chump change, but a tenth the size of Alibaba. When you look at this dynamic, it's kind of the Nike Under Armour dynamic, and you have the second banana, but the first banana is just ginormous. Yeah. Do you have a preference as an investor in terms of you know betting on the leader or betting on the second banana? I well, it comes down to price at some point for me, but I would typically bet on the leader unless the second banana was really cheap and I saw an opportunity to buy something you know on the cheap when when maybe others were abandoning it for, for perhaps the wrong reasons. If I had a, a counter opinion, but not a rotten banana. You need it to be cheap, <laughs> exactly, but not rotten. Right. Okay, good, Andy. Yeah, I mean, I think betting on the leader is the way to go in that. I mean, I think with specifically with JD, when you look at the, the co-founder CEO still involved in owning a good chunk of the business. 
business. Google put in $500 million um, last uh, month. Um, they're partnering with um, iQIYI, the Netflix of, of China, to offer a bundle of packaging there. Um, China is a massive e-commerce market, continuing to grow. Granted, growth rates might be slowing a little bit. Penetration of in of of um, internet usage is still relatively low and growing. So, I think the market is so huge that both of these players can be a winner. JD is much more um, kind of much more specific to the e-commerce platform um, and and growing the e-commerce side of that of of their business. So, um, in this case, I think going with the smaller player is still a good way to go. Okay, guys, well, let's wrap up with my incredibly unfair, I would never invest this way in a million years, desert island poll. You're on a desert island, and for some reason, you're investing in stocks, and you've got to pick one for the next five years. You've got Walmart, you've got JCPenney, or JD.com. We eliminate JCPenney right off the bat, right? So that's that's easy. Unless I mean, there's value investors out there that really might want to take a shot, but I think next step is delisting for JCPenney. So then it becomes you know Walmart or JD. I'm always wary about. I don't I don't typically invest in Chinese companies. I am always afraid of what I don't know and what's going on there. So Walmart, tried and true, American, solid, strong behemoth of a company. That's where I'm going. I'm going the emerging market route. The EM stocks have gotten just pounded, and China stocks recently with some bad news coming out of ten cents. So I'm taking the the cheaper stock with JD, even though it's up a little bit. It's been um, kind of um, kind of map performer. So JD.com for the long term. Well, if you have a thought on anything we've talked about, if you have thoughts on Walmart, JCPenney, JD.com, or if you have questions, marketfoolery at fool.com is our email. Your questions, your comments. Ron, Andy, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Pleasure. As always, people on the show may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Matt Greer. Thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow. Thank you.